0: try my people uh. car. Everybody, everybody, welcome, welcome. Yes, it is Friday the 13th, Whoa. May the 13th, 2022. Welcome to Raging Chicken's Out to Coop podcast. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. And each week we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. Yes, yes, I know we're getting started a little bit early for those folks who are joining our stream. Um, <clears throat> we're going to have a little bit of an abbreviated show today. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But here we go. You can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Just head on over to patreon.com/rcpress for all the details. You can choose your membership level. It doesn't have to be five bucks a month. It could be about ten. It could be twenty. Sure, jump in there. Be a class warrior. Come on in. Head on over to patreon.com/rcpress and become a patron today. You can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel. If you're not there already, smash that subscribe button, like the stream for the show, hit that notification bell so you know every time we go live, we are approaching 200 subscribers. Yes, I know it's a pittance compared to the video game streamers out there or the right wing kind of streamers out there. I get it, but it's one of our goals. We're at 196. We encourage folks to subscribe to the show. That'd be fantastic. Let's get over that hump. Get 200 subscriptions ASAP. And if you listen to us on a podcast, you listen on Spotify, you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us that five-star review and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show. On this week's show... Like I said, we're gonna have a little bit of an abbreviated show today. I've got some things that uh, that I'm gonna be doing. My wife and I are gonna do this afternoon, so uh, <clears throat> we've got uh, a little bit of a crunch time this morning. Um, I almost didn't do the show, but I was like, "But there's so much going on here too that I just wanted to at least come on and touch base," um, because it's just it's just been yet another week. <laughs> um, on top of that, it is uh, the end of my semester. <clears throat> The uh, grades are due um, next Tuesday, which is also primary day, of course. Uh, So I had to bust my butt this week to make sure that I had everything done ahead of time. Uh, I've got all my grades done. I'm so excited. But uh, I've got some stragglers that are still coming in. I've got to submit everything on Monday. So it's been the end of the semester stuff, too, as well. Um, But just again, it's a lot going on. So more on that today's show. So <clears throat> look for more PA progressive talk, not just PA progressive talk. It's really it's national worker working like working people talk. That's what we got to start calling that. Like tune to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at nine PM Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your streams. Subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and head on over to the ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast if you have not already. Especially in the wake of the news around Roe, um, these women, these kind of amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind the podcast, man, they rock the house, and they're going to be all that much more necessary going forward. Make sure that you find them on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, and follow them on Twitter at at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And for all you gamers out there, the game in that's with two ends, the game in. Is a town based black black-family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show. They've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, loads of collectibles, action figures, and Funko Pops. And look, kids, get discounts with every A on the report card. Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at @thegamein. That's @thegamein on Twitter. If you got a question about a game, you look for something hard to get, you shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. Shout out goes once again to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at at Song of Day Man. two ends at Song of Day Man on Twitter. And if you haven't checked it out already, please do. Um, don't let Paul Martino and other b- billionaires right here in Bucks County, don't let them buy our schools, don't let them infect our communities with their toxicity help us end the domination of right-wing money by tipping the scales that are tipping the scales to the extreme on our school boards and in our communities. We've partnered with Level Field to set up a grassroots pack to support organizing and progressive candidates that our children and our communities deserve. Right. So instead of having to kind of uh, go through the kind of Democratic consultant machine that doesn't know what is going on here, gave very bad advice to candidates in the past. We want to make sure that we're going to be supporting the people who are actually doing the organizing and the candidates um, that we need to win. Help us out. That's RagingChicken.LevelField.net. That's RagingChicken.LevelField.net. Little show notes on Out to Coop Live uh, this coming Monday, the 16th. Uh, we will have our show, but it is primary Eve. So I'm not having a guest on. Um, I'm going to be working the polls all day um, from bright and early all the way to close on Tuesday. Um, so I'm a little anxious about it. It's the first time I've actually kind of been, you know, working the part of the not. I've been on the outside kind of helping candidates and school board candidates. But this is on the inside, helping, you know, make sure they run smoothly. Um, so just kind of, you know regular anxieties that come up about doing something new so uh I want to make sure that I get plenty of sleep and I'm prepared for the day on Tuesday on primary day but we will have a show it will be an open show so questions concerns things you're following but I want to hear what's happening in your district I want to hear what's happening what you're got your eyes on I want to hear what uh who you're going to be out there campaigning for um who you're going to be at the polls I'm um, talking to people about um will you be um lobbying around kind of a school board reform with the Penridge school district are you supporting particular candidates that are out there you're supporting fetterman are you supporting malcolm are you you know what, what's going out there i'd love to hear what's uh happening at the polls um or what you're thinking about them on, on the, that primary eve so tune in on monday um and it's going to be a listener hour or two um and then the following Monday, on Monday the twenty-third, I'm going to have Sarah Aniano. Uh, Aniano, I'm sorry, uh, Sarah Aniano. Um, she is a researcher. She has recently graduated from Monmouth University with a master's degree in communication. Her work on social media misinformation and the rhetoric of the far right has garnered nationwide media attention. And she aims to use her expertise in the future to clean up the information ecosystem online. She was just featured in a CNET article um, about the kind of, you know, the you know the people behind the scenes of exposing. all this stuff on kind of right-wing extremism Um, she was one of four I think uh, individuals um, all women I believe who have been working to um, track down the the spread of misinformation um, from these right-wing extremists and expose it for what it is. Um, Her work is phenomenal. She did incredible work down there with the kind of like, you know, Freedom Truckers Convoy, whatever the heck that thing was. Um, And she was one of the people that ended up being quoted in the Washington Post, New York Times, all these other major publications, because she was the one who knew what was happening and knew the background and had the research. So we're going to have her on this show um, to see where things are. That is Monday the 23rd at 7 p.m. Look, if we want a progressive future, we need progressive media. Support, pull no punches, homegrown progressive media today. Become a patron of Raging Chicken for as little as five bucks a month. Simply go to patreon.com/rcpress. Look, we got rid of Trump, and now the hard work of building progressive future begins. We're here for the fight, but we need you. Become a patron for the price of a good beer once a month. Help keep the media in the movement and movement The media. Become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Simply go into patreon.com/rcpress today. Well, listen. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I want to start off just a little bit differently today. Before we get into some key stories um, that are going on out there in the world, I mean, there's like endless supply, it seems, right now. Um, I just want to kind of like share my screen with you to talk a little bit about. Um, to show you a little bit about that, the pack that I just had talked about, talk to you a little bit about it. We're going to have a launch event that's going to be coming up soon. Um, that will have, uh, probably going to be a zoom link for folks that want to come in, want to talk about it, um, have some ideas and that's kind of thing. Uh, but I'll just give you a quick <clears throat> intro to this. So this is the page you can see it's ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Um, this, you can write it here. You can go in, you to you click on your donate. Gives you your basic information that it's going to ask you to put in here, um, <clears throat> and you can go ahead and you can kind of give a donation. It's pretty kind of pretty painless uh, for five bucks, ten bucks, um, twenty-five or more. Um, you want to put more, you can put it in there. Um, I will tell you, this is a, a pretty kind of awesome day because um, we have just about uh, raised just about a thousand dollars already. Um, in this uh, in this little campaign to help put money back into our schools are behind school board candidates that are going to kind of support um, sanity in our schools to take it away from the kind of extremists and to support um, community organizing that is happening um, in our communities and now more than ever we see just this past week what's happened in central bucks right we see that students are, are rising up. Right. And kind of pushing back against these restrictions of being able to talk about sexuality, of being able to kind of support LGBTQ rights, to support trans rights. We saw yesterday students walked out A principal threatened them that she was going to call the police on them if they had pictures inside the school. Um, you know, they they're having their pride flags being the teachers are being told to take the pride flags down. They're not allowed to talk about sexuality in the classroom. And the organizing that is happening on the ground by parents, by community members, by students, right, needs to be supported, and we need to find be able to way to fund this kind of infrastructure. In addition, to make sure that we are targeting resources towards um, progressive candidates for school board, for state representative, um, for state senate. Um, and yes, the kind of national elections, but this is going to be much more focused on what's happening in Bucks County and Pennsylvania, um, particularly around the questions of schools, um, but also against the pushback against the right wing extremism. So if you can help support us, you can go right here, go to ragingchicken.levelfield.net. If you want information about this, you let other people know about it. That's the best thing that you can do. If you've already given, I know a bunch of people have already given um, as support um, um, for this pack um what i intend to do in the in the kind of you know over this course of the summer like i mentioned already we're going to have a kind of a little bit of a launch event <clears throat> so make sure you're signed up for our newsletter or that you're a patron i'll send out information about that um i have a kind of open event talk a little bit about kind of why this is kind of necessary and then the way i envision it is that periodically we're going to have those kind of events so that people who are contributing so the people are in the community that are organizing um we keep this pack focused on what is happening in the communities with community input, right? Um, so this is kind of the anti-Paul Martino pack, right? I mean, not just anti-Paul Martino. What I mean is like, it is like the on the other side of that kind of pack where you have one person with tons of money that's influenced the elections. This is the idea about giving us the tools and some, some mechanisms to not have to rely upon Democratic Party consultants, especially when we're talking about school board elections or things that are happening in our community, but rather that we can kind of build out a kind of a messaging kind of infrastructure and organizational infrastructure um, to support our own organizing. Right. And look, and if you've got friends, if you've got people that you know that are are outside our area, but that are have their eyes on what's going on. Cause like, look, frankly, Bucks County has become a national story right now. You know, people that are outside of this, they can contribute to this as well um, with the understanding, as long as they understand that the money is staying here and that we're investing in organizing and progressive candidates here in Bucks County. Um, you want details. Details on it this gives you a little bit of overview about what this is about why we got this started. Um, this gives you some facts about what happens to the money. It breaks down exactly what we're going to be doing, right, with that money here. It shows you um, who spends the funds. The funds go in this level field of Pennsylvania. It's a contributing pack. Gives you the filer information right there. I have control, and the people that are working with me and Raging Chicken have control about how those funds are going to be spent, which is why we need the community orga- um, kind of connected to this um, and involved. Um, it gives you said you credit card information we store it no why do you collect information this is under pennsylvania law right um so that things are going to be filed this is where level field has really been a uh, a fantastic partner thus far in um, getting this off the ground because that's a lot of the burden right there is setting up this information or kind of setting up this infrastructure and dealing with all the kind of the paperwork and the background stuff. This allows me, allows us who are affiliated with this, who are working on this, um, to be focused on where the money goes, supporting important organizing efforts, supporting important candidates, right? And level field, other ones that kind of do all that kind of stuff in the background for me. So it's, uh, <clears throat> it's much appreciated. And so you can check that out again. It's ragingchicken.levelfield.net, <clears throat> And, uh, if you can, if you can contribute five, 10, 25, 50 bucks, um, towards this pack, um, that would be fantastic because it's, uh, in my mind, we've got a couple projects already. I've already, um, a couple people have been in touch with me about some ideas that they have. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of not talk about those quite yet, but um, great, keep those ideas coming. Um, but I'm also looking for ways to reach out to how do we support these kids that are organizing, say, for example, in Rise Up um, Central Bucks or Rise Up Penridge, Penridge that are actually um, looking to make sure Um, that trans kids are not kind of bullied and intimidated in our schools, that we have school boards that kind of are welcoming to everybody, not just the people that they like. Um, And it's really kind of disgusting that they've got these signs up on their lawns now. It says, you know, we we're love, love lives here, but it's love for only the people that they want to love. You have to be, you have to meet their criteria. You have to meet their litmus test as a human being really right as a correct kind of human being that is deserving of love. And then they'll love you. Right. So let's be clear. We need to basically take this back. And in the wake of what has just happened in terms of the leaked document of Roe v. Wade, um, that there there has to be a clear line in the sand that if you want to be running for office in this in this county, right, um, then you 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 have 100 percent. No holds barred. You have to stand with women, which means that you have to support the right to abortion. Right. And, I'm, and we will use those words. Right. Not kind of couching. Like, we need to kind of support the medical choices that women No, They need to be clear about their support for the right to abortion. Right. So this is kind of, you know, we need to start drawing these kind of clear lines and pushing back against this. So I just wanted to share that all with you. I've talked about this on the show a little bit Um over the past several weeks, but I haven't really gone into much detail because I wanted to make sure that it was kind of up and running and it was clear before um, how it worked before I kind of really started pushing it out, but we're gonna have more of that. And then plus it was the end of my semester. So frankly, it was a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, Good morning, Amy. Sorry, I didn't say good morning earlier. (laughs) Boy. So, uh, so what do we got going on today? So there's a few things that I wanted to highlight on today's show. And uh, like I said, I'll do a little bit of an abbreviated show. because My wife and I, are got some things we're going to do this afternoon. Um, and I've just got to make sure that uh, all my little grading details is buttoned up. So I'm a little bit of abbreviated context today, but um, <clears throat> we'll hear. So one of the things that I thought this was um, – Good. Let me say this at the top of the show too, as well. I know I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm a little sorry. It's one of those days. I want to make sure that I say this towards the top of the show too, as well. Is that um, if you are in Bucks County, um, Sunday, May fifteenth, from eleven a.m. to twelve thirty, there's going to be a rally for abortion justice in Doylestown. Um, the information on that, um, check out. There's an announcement of it in the Bucks County Beacon. You can find information about that stuff online. Uh, We will post a link to this in today's show notes. As a matter of fact, I'll put the, what just happened to my, oh God. Of course, of course, I just had my, uh, I just had it up and then what happens? Uh, I'll put a link to today in today's show notes. Oh, here it is. I just had the wrong. I just had the wrong one. Here you go. I'm throwing this in today's uh, chat. <clears throat> so if you want the link directly, to the article with the information on this, um, uh, Rise Up. You can contact Rise Up Doylestown at gmail.com for more information. The speakers will include uh, Josh Shapiro. Um, um Attorney Kitty Colbert, local activists and student leaders. They will be out there and it's be great if we can show up and show support. Um, as they say, bring your family signs, stories, hearts, commitment to protect abortion and access. Um, so th- this is an opportunity to organize too as well. So um, I hope you'll be there. Um, we're going to do our best to be there. There's some other ones too as well. I know that today, or I'm sorry, tomorrow, which is Saturday, There are lots of events that are going on. Up in Bethlehem, there's a a march that's going on, also a rally for abortion justice. Um, But this one on Bucks County, Doylestown, is at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Sunday at the old Bucks County Courthouse. That is 55 East Court Street in Doylestown. Um, Again, information on that. I just dropped the link in chat. You can check it out. Okay. So let's talk about a few things uh, from here. Um, There is one item that I thought was pretty interesting that I wanted to highlight. Let me go over here. So I don't know if people saw this yet. It is out on Twitter, um, came out kind of a couple hours ago. Um, this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer and I want to just take a minute to read a little bit from their, um, their editorial. This is the kind of the op-ed. This is the editorial board of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, And I'll just read a little bit about this because I think this is the kind of approach that I'd like to see more newspapers take. Um, And it's about time we got some clarity um, on here. Even again, this is an editorial board of a newspaper, so you're not going to expect this to be like an organizing document for, for progressives. But still, this is significant. So we wanted to, this is the title of it, we wanted to endorse in Republican primaries this year. We can't. With abortion rights at stake and right-leaning candidates who can't agree on who won the 2020 election, the Inquirer editorial board has chosen not to endorse a Republican for Senate or for governor. This is significant. So here's a little bit about, here's a little bit about um, how they talk about this. This is from the editorial board. With Pennsylvania voters headed to the polls on Tuesday to choose the Republican and Democratic candidates for governor and U.S. Senate, it's as if the primaries are occurring on two different planets. On the Republican side, there was a palpable shift, one that seems to have happened between the presidential election on November 3rd, 2020, and the insurrection on the, in the US Capitol on January 6, 2021. It is no secret that this board for decades has leaned toward Democrats, and we have we have endorsed republicans in past elections including u.s representative brian fitzpatrick for another term in 2020 and kevin brobson in the primary for the state senate supreme court in 2021 this is key right so they're basically saying look we done we've you know this is not a surprise that we've leaned towards democrats however we've endorsed people like brian fitzpatrick this is so critical that the inquirer is dropping the veil Right. Basically saying, look, Brian Fitzpatrick, they're not saying this directly, but Brian Fitzpatrick is in line with the Republican Party. So because he has not disavowed this stuff because he's gone along with it, even though he's tried to keep on his veil of moderation. Right. We cannot stand behind this and endorse this guy because of who the Republican Party is today. I mean, this is this is really important. Okay, back to the editorial. Even when a candidate's views didn't exactly align with positions taken by this board, we found points of agreement, sustained moments of mutual respect, and appreciation of the kind of apolitical qualifications that are objectively deserving of praise. Most fundamentally, we are all operating in the same reality. That can't be said in 2022. When we sent a survey to Republican candidates in the state Senate race to ascertain their position in a range of issues, we learned that nearly everyone in the field felt our questions were biased and unfair. In their view, among the most problematic uh, queries that we made that we asked was, who won the 2020 presidential election? That's a biased question, right? They objected to being asked who won the 2020 election. The only two options in the multiple-choice format were Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Only one candidate, Jeff Bartos, agreed to acknowledge a a reality. If one of these Republicans wins the general election, they will represent Pennsylvania at the next State of the Union address. We guarantee that it will not be Donald Trump who walks into the U.S. Capitol to deliver the speech. The 2020 election is over. A candidate won. He lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and his name is Joe Biden. How do you find points of agreement when you can't reach common ground on facts so basic that they could be used in a field sobriety test? We also reached out to each of the candidates in the Republican primary for governor. Three candidates who made it onto the ballot, Melissa Hart, um. Nietzsche Zama and Charlie uh, Gero responded to our survey and acknowledged that Biden is president In the current iteration of the Republican Party. That takes courage we are proud of for it. I mean, it takes courage, really? Anyways, but then we read the leaked draft opinion of the Supreme Court that would completely overturn Roe v. Wade. The next governor of Pennsylvania is likely to be the one to decide whether to sign or veto a ban on abortion. This is critical. This board has endorsed Roe from the day it was decided in 1973. None of the Republican candidates for governor supports abortion rights, and all of them say that they would implement statewide restrictions, some more rigid than than others. For example, the leading candidate in the polls, State Senator Doug Mastriano, is the prime co-sponsor of the fetal heartbeat ban, which would make abortion illegal beginning at about six weeks of gestation. When this board asked Zama if he'd signed such a bill, he said no, not because he doesn't support a ban, but because he felt doing so would incorrectly imply that he supports abortion before six weeks of pregnancy. In other words, no, zero. Given the Supreme Court's apparent plans, the members of the board asked each each other if we could bring ourselves to support a candidate who, if given the opportunity, was all but certain to use their pen as governor to ban abortion once the protections of Roe were no longer in place. We could not. There is no pleasure in coming to this conclusion. In fact, it is a sad state of affairs. There is no inherent virtue in supporting the policies that this board supports, but that's not the point. The question isn't how can more people agree with us, but how can this nation come to a place where we reach different conclusions and hold different opinions while operating from the same commonly shared set of facts? We don't have an answer. Here's what we do know. It is through discussion, debate, and the interrogation of ideas that we develop a shared story. We hold on to the words of Thomas Jefferson, one of the nation's flawed but fundamental founders that, quote, truth is great and will prevail, unquote, unless, quote, disarmed of her natural weapons, free argument and debate, unquote. And that is why we wanted to speak with all of the candidates in the primary. That is why we will invite Republican nominees in both races to endorsement meetings in the fall. And that is why we wanted to help provide guidance to inquire readers with an endorsement in the Republican primaries this year. But we couldn't. Nevertheless, we will not stop engaging in free argument and debate in the truth of blah, blah, blah. That's pretty substantial. I mean, look, it is, does it go far enough? Does it go, you know, talk about, about where the problem is and all that? No right? But that is pretty significant. And I, I do applaud them for that. What else we got? So there's that. The other thing that I wanted to point out is that there is this little, I'll tell you about a little rabbit hole. I went down, um, the other day. It started with a tweet from online. And so there is this, uh, there's a woman, she's a Republican, uh, supporter of, uh, Doug Mastriano and, uh, um, supporter of former GOP congressional candidate Dasha Pruitt. Um, and her name is Liz deal. And the reason I feel comfortable talking about her, uh, kind of in here is because she's already been, um, she's been featured in the press, right? In particular Bucks County Beacon and some other places because she was connected to, um, the, or how do you say, roll in the, um, forged signatures on, um, Dasha Pruitt's nomination form. Okay. Um, now let, let me be clear. Um, this is not to say that deal was the one who is responsible for, uh, for forging things i'm not suggesting that um but you know listen to this i'll read you this is what in a statement that deal said to her lawyer approved for release she said i have spent countless hours of my own time collecting legitimate signatures for dasha pruitt in congress it appears as though these petitions were subsequently altered with false signatures the signatures were not my doing and they suspiciously all have the same handwriting right now Deal is also, was well known in far-right Republican political circles. This is from the article again. Um, quote, in addition to being an outspoken opponent of DEI in Penridge School District, she is a reopen Bucks member and an ardent Doug Mastriano supporter, the so-called uh, Christian nationalist GOP candidate. Okay. Um, and she is also the judge of elections in Sellersville. Right. And the reason why her name is, as uh, uh, you know, there's this, there's questions about what was the appropriate oversight and all this other kinds of stuff um, that's in here. But the reason why that came up, why she came up again is because um, somebody posted this online where um, she was basically posted pictures of herself. I guess it looks like it's a a screenshot from her uh, Facebook page where she's posting Doug Mastriano pictures on the kind of overpasses above uh, 476. Right. And it's not a question. She She says this directly on her Facebook page. Um, says, filling Bucks County up with Doug signs today. My best friend Michelle and I hung two huge Doug Bastriano for governor signs up on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. People were honking and supportive. of Doug right away. It was so much fun and encouraging. I feel a win for Mastriano coming, don't you, right? And the problem with that, of course, is it's illegal to do that, right? But there she is kind of posting. She's got pictures of herself, except like putting the sign up, right? And then pictures of it above the overpass and you know so i basically you know i saw this i kind of reposted this and with some context where it shows you whether this is illegal um and you know you just think that if okay if you're coming up on any way close for your judge of elections that you're walking into an election a primary on tuesday where you're supposed to be kind of objective and make sure things that are are kind of going as they're going you know going that you're gonna follow the rules at least right and here we've got her somehow somehow affiliated with you know these these um um these signatures Right. Um, looks like she was supposed to say a cross off, the, so put an X through the bottom where the signature things ended. Um, and she didn't do that. So wherever they wherever they went after that, somebody filled them in. Right. That's at least the story that is coming out. It um, was reported in the Bucks County Beacon. OK, so there's that. So then this is somebody kind of tipped me off there about what kind of one of the groups that um, that Liz Deal is connected to. And this took me in another direction. Now, this is not so much about this deal as it is about um, a new organization that we need to be paying attention to. Okay, Um, there is an organization that started out in 2021, so 2021, and it's called the Shield of Truth Network. All right, Um, and if you can follow, go on my Twitter account at at rcpress, that's at rcpress on Twitter, um, you can kind of see it took some screenshots of what's um, what they're doing over there. But uh, basically what the um, the shield of truth network is, is they are a without saying it directly. They're basically a Christian nationalist organization with a overtly political goal they have on their main Web page. They say, look, here we have these these committees that you can join to help influence these through these kind of Christian things. One, school board committees. They have a committee that's targeting school boards, a homeschooling committee to make sure the committee that is kind of, how do you do this? A state legislative committee, right, that makes sure it's responsible for being aware of current and future bills and legislation and informing STN members what's going on. A second amendment committee, because of course, if you love God, you got to love guns, right? So weird. And then a spiritual warrior committee, Right. An important core to this organization, our dedicated prayer warriors and spiritual committee members are here to guide our group, provide support and ways to enhance your faith. OK, so I'm like, well, this is interesting. So I read a bunch about them for a bit. And then sure enough, there was an event held not too long ago, like a couple weeks back, I guess. Um, and who is their number one candidate? As you would expect, it's Doug Mastriano. And Doug Mastriano gave a speech at this um, that was. Frightening, right? Unless, of course, you're really charged up um, for the future theocracy. Because that's what it was. So I'd recommend people check it out. Become familiar with who these people are. Shield of Truth Network, right? Um, they are yet another right-wing organization that is having influence. This time it's from the far Christian nationalist right. All right? so we've got people like Doug Mastriano. I, I'm sorry, not Doug Mastriano. We've got people like Paul Martino. Right? we've got people like you know the the you know <clears throat> reopen bucks people we've got the moms of liberty people we've got uh um who am i forgetting oh we, we've got the uh um what do you call it uh the new town of athletic club <laughs> like faction of there we've got you know r- r- we could go on and on right so Basically, why this is important, right, is like, you know, they had these events, they're having these events all over the state, but in Bucks County, too, as well. This adds another dimension. And, of course, they just started in 2021, right, in the ramp up to those school board elections, right? We have said on this show over and over again, right, we are trying to get, like, say, for example, Democrats to understand, and they clearly did not ahead of the school board elections, That what we're seeing here is right wing. This is their testing ground. Bucks County is their testing ground for strategy, for electoral strategy, for additional power. Now, again, this whole idea that we have a Republican Party that can, uh, a Republican Party who um, can be reasoned with, forget about it. Because the foot soldiers are here. Okay, we also just saw right in another line of disturbing events. Right. We see now in at the uh, the um, uh, the gubernatorial race, right, where Doug Mastriano has had a clear, has been clearly out in front for a long time. Right. Um, Who is the Christian nationalist? Right. And now we see, um, you know, on the Republican side in the state Senate where you've got, you know, Mehmet Oz who had Trump's endorsement, right? Seem to be taking things away. And these other Republican candidates that are supposed to be the good Republicans who still believe in kind of anti-abortion, who still are kind of, you know, force birthers, who are still, um, you know, looking to kind of strip our unions of any power, destroy our public schools, right? But they're just not as extreme or they don't talk as extreme as people like maybe Oz and so on, right? Um, they don't deny the election as hard as Oz does, right? But then out of nowhere, quote unquote, Right. And if you remember about a year ago, we talked about her. Um, we have Kathy Barnett. Right. Kathy Barnett has also been endorsed by Doug Mastriano. And now she's basically a recent poll just came out and she's head to head in the polls um, with Oz. Right. And they are leading the pack. And she. Right. And she's kind of upsetting some people in MAGA world. Right. In Trump world, because she's an ultra MAGA. <laughs> right. She's like, got to step to the right. <laughs> <laughs> stop to the left? No. Three step to the right. Right. It's like, uh, it's pretty crazy. So um, there's a lot going on. Let me just put it like that. There's a lot going on in those races and there's a lot at stake. So these organizations like the shield of, what did I call it again? I can't even keep my head around these people half the time. Um, We're talking about the shield of truth network is another part of this right wing apparatus, right? It is aligned largely around policy. Although, you know, these people don't necessarily like each other all that much, but it's just talking about the degree of which, kind of shade of right-wing fanaticism you want to support. Whether it's the kind of like libertarian kind of like leave everything up to the market and let people die who can't make it on their own people. Whether it's like, if you can't afford to go to school, then public shouldn't pay for it. I get to keep all mine. You don't get to touch my money, Let the chips fall where they may. People don't deserve health insurance and they can't afford it. You know, there's those people. We got the, you know, the Christian Nationalists. So there's lots of stuff happening here in Bucks County, which is why we need so much attention on this race, on these races. And then it comes down to the point of what's happening in our schools. Right? So we've got the big races coming up here but then we happen with our school and again, once again, central bucks is in the news, right? Because they're basically saying to their teachers, they are not allowed to talk about anything related to sexuality in the classroom. And so a, at, at one of the schools as the Lenape middle school, I guess it is. Um, Lenape Middle School uh, basically ordered teachers who had who were displaying the pride flag in their classrooms to have them re- to remove them from their classrooms because they were political. Now look, standing up for human rights is not a Democrat Republican partisan issue on its face. Right? There is no reason Why and we there? There there was a time not too long ago where there were a few Republicans, even some conservative ones, right, who basically stood up and they basically said, "You know what? I found out that my kid, you know, was gay because, of course, that's the only way that they can deal with it is if it actually affects them personally." Well, my kid was gay and then, you know, people should have the right for same sex marriage or something like this. They could actually kind of get behind some of these things. and They could be supportive of this stuff and supportive of gay and lesbian and kind of and and, and bisexual folks. You know, thus far, transgender seems to be a little step too far for those folks. But still. Right. So there's no reason why you can't be a Republican. Right. You can't be kind of like a devout kind of Christian and still see the humanity in supporting people. Right now we might disagree right over how we support those folks. Right. You know, they might just want to pray for them for God to save them or something like this, but they can still be kind and generous, want support. Right. And the pride flag is that you are there to support L LGBTQ students. Right. Or people in general. Right. It's a statement about humanity. It is not a democratic statement. <laughs> right. The only reason why this has even come close to being this partisan Democratic-Republican issue is because the Republican Party has left the playing field. They have left the playing field of human rights. They have left the playing field of respecting people. They have left, left the playing field of supporting anything that's for our public good. That's why. So for this principle... To basically then head in and basically you have to strip all this. You cannot refer to all the. And she basically told all the teachers that when you refer to them, if these students are graduating in a celebration, right, you have to refer to them by their official name that is written on the official register. Even if it is not the name that they choose to be called and even if it's not the pronouns that they choose to be called by. And basically say, look, if they want to be called by, you know, called by their kind of transgender name, then they're going to have to have their parents come into school, sign up these forms so that it will be officially changed. So when they graduate or they leave or whatever you call it, promoted to the next level, they can be referred to by their their chosen name. So. Students are walking out. Students have had enough. Students have organized and have been holding these walkouts. But then they come back to school, like they walk out, they come back to school. And this is happening everywhere. This is happening in the Penridge school, the school district is, is happening, obviously central bucks. This is happening. I'm sure in Palisades, I'm sure in North Penn, although we had, uh, Jonathan Casa on this past Monday and gives us a kind of different perspective of what happens when you actually have, when you actually organize to win and you flip a school board, you still have got the extremists still show up at the school board meetings. They still show up and try to do all the kind of craziness and all the nonsense that is that is happening in our school boards here in kind of in Upper Bucks but they don't have the reins of power like they do here in Upper Bucks so if you haven't checked out that last Monday show with Jonathan Casa, please do. It was also good for, for another reason is that uh, Jonathan Casa, man, I'll tell you, he can uh, bring out the trolls. <laughs> it's like seriously within like three minutes of the show getting started, the trolls like, like like jumped on the conversation. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. Um, But that just shows you, right? That's what happens. Because when they, they've – that's like another kind of – like, you know, another element in their legions, right? These freaking trolls that just go out and just, just go after people, say the whole most horrible things about people just to try to get your goat, you know? So there you have it. So we got, you know, kind of soup to nuts here, right? We've got, we're having these kind of midterm elections where we're kind of focused on say the gubernatorial election on the Senate election necessarily. We do not have, right. We just had our school board elections last year. So we don't have them in the fall, but they are as critical, right. At the state legislative level, right. We're going to be electing candidates that are going to Pennsylvania state legislature and look, There is, I mean, look, I know, like, people are really think that Josh Shapiro has got it locked up for governor as a Democrat, right? I am not as convinced as they are that Josh Shapiro has it locked up. And again, look, there's all sorts of things you can say about, you know, how much do yard signs measure kind of like support for a candidate? I I was thinking about this this morning because I'm walking around my neighborhood. I walk my dog, right? I drive to work and I go through here and the signs that I see are for Doug Mastriano, Kathy Barnett. I see some Fetterman signs. I have to say, I see some Fetterman signs, just a couple, but most of them are from Mastriano. And if they're not from there, they're from the kind of like the, the rebranded like democratic party or I'm sorry, Republican party, which says like love lives here, God guns and country or whatever heck it is. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Right. It's actually was funny because I have I have uh, like a neighbor who was basically out there with all these political signs, Mastriano, Pruitt, uh, um, uh, Barnett. Right. All this kind of stuff, early. Right. Right out of the gate. Right. Boom, boom, boom. And they disappeared. And down the street, there's this like kind of big like horse farmy looking place. And they always put up these eight by eight by ten sheets of plywood. Right. Um, that's where you get some of the kind of power brokers in the Republican Party, Bucks County Republican Party or Penridge Republican Party right here. And they usually have these nasty anti-immigrant stuff and all this stuff and they, but they're getting smarter about it. Cause why? Cause now they have love lives here. Right? So they're just trying to kind of dress it up, man. They're just trying to dress it up. And my neighbor across the street or down the street, right. They took down those signs and now they have the love lives here, one here. So you can see what they're doing. Right. I will not be surprised if out, if I, out in the primary, if I don't see people who are handing out campaign literature with Love Lives Here shirts on. We'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, you technically, you can't bring in, I even think about this, right? You're going into, uh, to vote, you know, technically you can't, you're not supposed to wear political or you're not supposed to campaign inside your, your polling place. Right. There's some squishy stuff when it comes to a shirt on. Look, like if you're not actively campaigning, you got a shirt on, you're coming to here. That's been deemed it's OK. But you can go and see love lives here. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what that means. Like more dog whistling. Right. That's the entire kind of political agenda that's going on now on the right. Here. Or I would say that the political messaging that is happening right publicly. That's not what's happening in their meetings. So we're, we're in for it. So yes, Josh Shapiro is looking like a good candidate and all this kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, you've heard me talk about on the show, even when Sean was still on the show, Sean and I would say that, look, you know, Josh Shapiro is not the kind of guy that, you know, gets us all kind of psyched up as, say, a progressives. Right. But. You know, there was a there was a period there which he was basically showing You know we starting to get this little national stature, especially when it came to uh, the insurrection and kind of what was happening with Trump, that he looked like he was at least going to be willing to be a fighter, a partisan fighter. Right. But, you know, if you look at his social media game right now, if you look at um, the kind of messaging that he's putting out there now, he's basically signaling that it's just basically following the kind of, you know, Democratic consultant class playbook. Now we'll see. He's going to be speaking in Doylestown on Sunday, right? We're going to see if he's going to come out with full-throated endorsement for abortion rights, if that he's going to call Republicans out for themselves, is he's not going to rely upon this nonsense that we just need a few good Republicans back. Did you see that? Did you see this? Nancy Pelosi once again coming out basically saying we need a strong Republican Party again. I say, hey, I got news for you, Pelosi. I've got news. There is already a strong Republican party. The Republicans are cleaning your clock. They've got an agenda. I mean, does she not realize that they just overturned Roe because they strategize for 50 years and then a last kind of decade and a half, they went full throttle into packing judges and doing this. They've achieved their goal. That's a strong Republican party. The only thing that she doesn't understand is that she's still got this myth in her brain that Republicans are something else. This is their agenda. This is not because of Trump. We've said this before. This is Trump put the suit on that the Republican Party built. That's it. And yes, sure that you know some of them clutched their pearls and everything like that. But this is their agenda. The huge kind of wealth inequalities. That's their agenda. Huge tax cuts to the billionaires and the top one percent. That's their agenda. The overturning of Roe v. Wade. That is their agenda and has been since Ronald Reagan, 1980. This is the Republican Party, Nancy Pelosi. And then meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi and Democratic Party leadership in the House are down there in Texas campaigning for Quayar, who's the lone anti-abortion Democrat. And he's being challenged by Jessica Cisneros. Right? Also Latina. But she is a progressive. She is pro abortion rights for women. And Pelosi and Democratic Party leadership have been campaigning and raising money for the anti abortion candidate in that race. Why? Because Nancy Pelosi, I'm just projecting this is what people have been saying. She's protecting the people that have supported her. It's just about maintaining power, which is insane to me right now. This is the one reason I was happy to see that editorial from the Philadelphia Inquirer this morning. I was extremely happy to see that because it's basically at least it's a little chip in this kind of like nonsense that there's some good Republicans out there. But guess what? brian fitzpatrick representative brian fitzpatrick in bucks county the one of the most watched they keep on saying what well, it's gonna be one of the most watched races he is anti-abortion he's anti-abortion will he vote to codify roe will he vote for legislation that will basically ensure a women's right right to an abortion no therefore in this context maybe in some other fanciful context on some other planet that i'm not familiar with That might mean that, well, okay, you know, he's going to... No, no. In this context, he votes with the Republicans. He votes to support and give a kind of dressed-up mantle to the most extremist politics in this country. You cannot allow that to happen. We cannot allow that to happen. Boy, just looking through all the things I had down here that I wanted to talk about, but I you know, I might just uh, get ready to cut that off. Oh, of course. I just gotta mention this. The other news this week, right, on kind of the, the Brian Fitzpatrick front or front was uh on people saw this and this is gonna have uh this is gonna have some interesting implications is that um, there was this uh Basically, this guy, his name is Billy Lanzelotti, uh, Lanzilotti, Lanzilotti, I guess his last name is. Uh, he was a uh, GOP ward leader of the of the 39th ward in Philadelphia. And he diverted dozens of mail ballots to, of GOV, um, GOP voters to a PO box that were registered to his political action committee. Right? And he's trying to claim that basically what happened, oh, I, I let everybody know they were just gonna make it easier for everybody. Well, first we should say this, you remember the Republicans made a huge stink about ballot harvesting, right? Making sure that that's not allowed. That's not, you cannot. And like all the drop boxes, the ballot, right? You cannot kind of drop somebody else's thing out for them unless you have all this kind of special permission and all this stuff. You can't basically say to the rest of your family and friends like, hey, listen, I'm going to the drop box. You want me to take yours with you? No, that is not allowed. Only you, you have to do it one. And what happens here? Well, you've got this, you know, this guy, GOP uh, ward leader, who's basically getting people to sign up for the mail-in ballots. But instead of having those mail ballots going to them back at home, right, they came to him. And he claims that, oh, that he was going to then deliver it to them. That's not allowed, (laughs) right? I hope this guy gets prosecuted. But the, the key thing is here for, again, the connection right here to what's happening here in Bucks County right, is, uh, I'll just read it right here. This is from the Philadelphia Inquirer article. So this guy, Lanziotti, uh, he had worked for President Donald Trump's re-election campaign in Pennsylvania in 2020, and according to campaign's fi- uh, finance filings, he had also been paid more than $7,000 by the re-election campaign for U.S. Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, right here in Bucks, between January and March of this year. Not back in 2020, this year. And that was a job, right, that Lanzi, uh, Lanzelotti touted in an interview with the Inquirer last week. This is, this is from reading from there. And the Inquirer contacted Friday to discuss Lotti's role in the South Philadelphia ballot issue. Fitzpatrick Staffers described him as a paid intern who is no longer affiliated with the campaign. That's going to be really interesting. Just yet another thing. So what was that about? Right? Right across the board. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways. I'm looking at the time and realizing I'm going to have to go soon, but there's like... There's a lot going on. Uh, I, I will give a shout out once again to these uh, um, to these students at uh, out in Kutztown. Uh, not at the university, but they're in the um, they're in the town of Kutztown um, at the at the high school there or junior high. And if you remember, we reported on this when If they first came out there, there's a, the teen band book clubs. Um, they meet like on a bi weekly basis at the Firefly bookstore in Kutztown. And the Far5 bookstore, by the way, if you're ever in Kutztown, definitely check them out. They're fantastic. They're a, a great bookshop. Um, they've done, you know, they it's just, like just so awesome to have them in the community there. Um, when these books started getting banned and you had people on the school boards in Kutztown basically start wanting to kind of ban books that these teens basically got going. And uh, this uh, in particular, she, she's 14 years old, Jocelyn Diffenbaugh. Um, she said, I'll read you this. She just, the point of this was they just made it in the Washington Post, right? This has been reported on locally, but now it's a story in the Washington Washington Post. It says, as book banning in schools reach unprecedented heights in the United States, 14-year-old Jocelyn Diffenbaugh was having none of it. Quote, it's really problematic because books are the only way you can be, um, you can be in another person's shoes, said Jocelyn, a self-proclaimed book nerd who lives in the small town of Kutztown near Allentown. She read several books uh, that have been banned by school districts across the country, including The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas and All All American Boys by Brendan Kiley and Jason Reynolds, both of which deal with police brutality. Quote, they were really eye opening, said Jocelyn, an eighth grader at Kutztown Middle School. Quote, they are books that make you think. As attempts to forbid books uh, increased both in Pennsylvania and another school district nationwide, Jocelyn felt she needed to do something. Like several other teens across the country, she started a banned book club where members read books and have been outlawed in schools and they meet regularly to discuss them. You know, it's just great. I mean, uh, so huge shout out um, to the teen band book club um, and to um, Jocelyn Diffenbaugh and the other students who have, Got this going. This is pretty amazing, and I I hope this is the kind of thing that we're going to start seeing happening in our communities here too as well. You know, it's it's worth it. Reaching out to kind of local cafes, reaching out to local book um, bookstores, looking out to um, local spaces where you can have these um, these conversations, right? And be in public places, you know, where we can actually have these discussions of people saying that we're not only are we reading them, but we're also not afraid, and we're also going to use those as organizing opportunities. So those kids are going to use those organizing opportunities to get other kids involved and other kids to kind of talking about what there's, what's important to them. So there it is. All right. All right, folks, I'm going to have to go today. Like I said, I have to cut things a little bit short. Um, So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's always great um, to be here. Um, we're going to, we got some cool stuff kind of coming up in a couple weeks. I need to, I need, uh, well, i I guess I, I can let everybody here know. Um, but I don't want to start kind of promoting it too much yet. Um, simply because I need to make sure that, um, hold on a second. Uh, just make sure that my, my schedule works out. I think it's gonna be fine. But so as I remember, we have uh, Sarah Aniano uh, will be on the show on the twenty third, um, this coming Monday. It's a you know pre-primary day, um, uh, which we'll just kind of hear what's on your mind, right? Um, so I'll be putting stuff out about that soon. And then on the 23rd, we'll have Sarah Aniano coming in and talk about kind of right wing extremism and social media, um, how that's all working. And then on the 30th, right, um, assuming all works out, I'll have uh, Kirsten Zolfeld back on the show. Um, and we're going to be digging into Brian Fitzpatrick. We're going to be talking about his anti abortion stance. Uh, we're going to get into uh, basically kind of tear off the mantle um, and basically say that, look, uh, Fitzpatrick, sorry, uh, Bucks County is no longer your playhouse. So um you're gonna need to you're gonna need to push aside so we'll see what we have anyways i appreciate y'all for kind of tuning in and uh for checking me out today i'm sorry i'm so rushed and disorganized it's been in one heck of a week um i wish you all the best this weekend hope to see folks out there at the uh uh rally that is at 11 a.m at the old courthouse in Doylestown, that's 55 east court street i believe um and uh you know for the kind of for the uh, for the abortion rally the abortion rights rally we'll make sure that uh, we'll be there hope to see some of you out there um while you're there here it is i'm sorry i was uh the abortion uh, so rally for abortion justice in Doylestown, sunday may 15th right that's from 11 a.m to 12 30 p.m uh, as amy says do not be late <laughs> uh, speakers will include uh, uh josh shapiro uh, attorney kitty colbert local activists and student leaders um, that is Sunday, May 15th, 11 to 1230, the Old Bucks County Courthouse. That is 55 East, East Court Street in Doylestown. Hope to see you there. Um, for the rest of you, we'll be kind of uh, resting up for next week and uh, wish you all the best for the primaries. I know that a lot of you are kind of spending a lot of time out there knocking doors supporting candidates, getting ready to work at the polls. Uh, we'll probably see some of you out at the polls too as well. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in the meantime, you know, Everybody, keep it up. Keep it up. We got a lot of work to do. (laughs) All right. This is Kev Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, I'm about to have a weekend, I think. We shall see. All right. See everybody. Have a good weekend. See ya.